everybody. Welcome to another edition of We Talk Photo, our podcast about all things photography. I'm one of your hosts, John Peterson, and with me, as always, is Mr. Jack Graham. How are you doing today, Jack? I'm doing great, John. It's good to be here. We yeah. have a great guest today. I'm I'm real, real excited about this one. Indeed. This is, uh, this is somebody that we've had on our program before, but because... He is near and dear to our hearts and realizing all of our creative vision into a physical product. Um, I'd like to welcome Josh from Magnachrome back to the program. How are you doing, Josh? I'm doing really well. Thank you guys so much for having me back again. It's just, it's exciting to be here. Awesome. And for those of you who don't know, Magnachrome um, is... And I'm, and it's not because Josh is here. And I'm going to tell you, I tell you anyhow, uh, is the premier printer of aluminum, and I think probably the world for a lot of reasons. And we'll get Josh to tell you some of them. Um, both John and I, and many of my clients, have had prints done at Magnachrome, and they are second to none. Um, for a lot of reasons, and if Josh leaves anything out, John, you and I'll fill in the blanks. How about that? Betcha, yeah, we're we're believers, and and you know that's the seeing your print actually, your your image come through on a metal print is such an amazing feeling, and when it's executed well, it is uh, over the over the roof for me. You know, I've had I've had bad metal prints, and I've had a few metal prints that have knocked them out of the park, and Josh, you guys, uh, you guys always seem to knock uh, my work out of the park. Just the the qualities, the details, the color renditions. It's just amazing the process you guys uh, are able to achieve in there. Yeah, thank you very much. Yeah, it's it's we've been doing this for about twelve years now, and we really put passion into every single print that we do. There's it's not just something that's being run through a printer. We are looking at every single image that comes through here very carefully. We're doing everything we can to make sure that it prints as best it can. And with the metal printing, it's quite different than canvas or paper. For people who've been printing on canvas and paper for decades, where with the metal, it's a lot newer and there's a lot more variables that go into the process. So you there are some great metal printers out there, but there are also some really horrible metal printers. It's very easy to make a bad metal print. Um, and it's, it's difficult to make a good one, but, uh, we have been doing it for 12 years. We've really perfected the, the craft and the art we're, and I say perfected and that's not true. We're, we're constantly improving with the color fidelity, with the framing options that we have with trying to keep sh shipping down, which is, uh, exceedingly difficult in 2020. Um, but we, we really work very, very hard to, to get an excellent product to customer at a, you know, very reasonable price. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, and that, and that's kind of one of the other big, well, I'll sing just a little bit more of your praises real quick is that I, lo I love it. Keep singing. That's well, great. You know, the, the thing I've always loved about you guys, Josh, is that, is that when, uh, when somebody submits an order, they're not just an order form. They're a person that you guys reach out to and work with to get Absolutely. the best possible results. You go to some of these other print shops and you're really just an order form sitting on some producer's desk that they need to execute. Yes. Yes. And it, with printing, with printing in general, I think one of the trickiest things, and, and this is true of metal prints, but also true of printing in general, is there's kind of two ways I think of, of printing. Essentially, there's one where you see an image and you try to replicate that image as best as you can, and that is the way you need to do it for a lot of professionals. A lot of pros don't want you altering their images. The reality is, a lot of people that are ordering are not professionals. Even the people that are making money doing this 
don't necessarily know Photoshop very well. They don't really know post-production very well. They don't really fully understand how profiles work and how when you look at something on your computer screen, what you're going to see in a printed medium is, is slightly different. So we really work with both types of people, the professionals that have their images situated the way that they want, and then also the people that think they have their images situated or don't even really know. We work with both groups to really get the best results for, for both types of people. Yeah. So, Josh, um, could you just walk us through in, I don't know, a few minutes, yeah. the, the file comes through on your, uh, in your, in your uh, system, and, and, and just take us through from beginning to when it actually leaves the door, because I, I you know, obviously do a great job, but I have to tell you, when you, when, when, when that print arrives here, Man, it's it's like Fort Knox. I mean, it takes it's really packaged, and, and I, I know that's important. Walk us through why that is so important, and and just just may, maybe the whole process. If you could. Yeah, absolutely. So the part the process starts with a paper transfer. So somebody submits the file through us, and there's a couple of different ways to do that. Um, you can do it online. You can do it via email. We, we're fairly uh, fairly easy going when it comes to that. Uh, but you submit the image to us. We take a good look at it. We make sure that it, it fulfills what you're looking for in terms of the specs. So resolution is a, is a huge factor that we're constantly looking at. And then also the aspect ratio. You wouldn't believe how many people we get asking for a, a square when they send in a rectangle. You know, I, I can't produce a 24 by 36 from a 24 by 24 inch image. Um, so we, we typically have to work with people um, in terms of the resolution and the ratio to figure out and make sure the image is going to print correctly for what they're looking for. Once that's situated, we send it through the printer. We use special Epson F6200s and then an F7200 for the large prints. And uh, once that comes out, there's the paper transfer. We bring that paper transfer over to the heat press. We heat the metal on top of it with the paper at about 400 degrees Fahrenheit. There's about a ton of pressure being applied. And over the course of about two minutes, the inks that are in the solid phase in the paper, they skip the liquid phase, they go right into the gaseous phase, and those vaporized gases infuse themselves into a coating on the surface of the metal. And it only takes about two minutes. It's a pretty impressive process. Uh, I'd like to create a video after this to show you, show you guys the process. Uh, it really is, is a neat thing to see. Uh, once we have the infused aluminum, we cut and shear it. We then mount it with either a hanger or one of our framing options. Some people actually get the prints flat with no uh, mounts if they have some kind of application for it. But typically somebody gets either a hanger or a frame and then we box it. And uh, to your point, the reason that we use Fort Knox packaging is because UPS will be able to break through Fort Knox quite often. Um, even <laughs> even Fort Knox does not protect your prints from the um, from the unfortunate way that, that a lot of the shipping companies can handle these prints. And a lot of people will, will have their preferences. They'll go off FedEx, they never damage anything, or EPS never damages anything, or GSO or post office. It really just comes down to you had one bad incident. Typically speaking, you had one bad incident with FedEx or EPS. In my database, I have all sorts of notes with customers. I have some customers say don't ever use UPS, don't ever use FedEx, don't ever use so-and-so. Again, it just comes down probably to a singular bad instance. There's really no excellent shipping company. Uh, one of my friends over in Hawaii that does a lot of shipping, he, he said that picking a shipping company, and sorry, this is a little gruesome, but picking a shipping company is kind of like picking out the way you ultimately want to die. It's going to be miserable no matter what you choose. Um, and the result, the result is going to be the same. Uh, and that, that is what I've found. So the better you package them, uh, you know, the better chance you have of making it. But regardless of packaging, sometimes UPS or shipping company will find a way to get through that package. Oh yeah. So Josh, you uh, you you said the words large prints, and 
And folks out there, you know, when I, I just clicked on Magna Chrome's website right before this podcast and uh, was again reminded that these guys will print or can print up to four foot by eight foot. That's huge. It, it's big. <laughs> They're tough to handle at that point, too. Uh, after about 40 inches by 60 inches, it's very difficult to handle with a single person. Uh, 48 by 96, uh, very, very difficult. You, you really kind of need ship something that big. Yeah, we absolutely can. Yeah, it goes freight shipping. So anything larger than a 40-inch by 60-inch print can't go small package, which is UPS, FedEx, Post Office, all the shipping companies we're familiar with. So it has to go freight. So you're looking at uh, Daylight or uh, um, FedEx Priority or, or UPS Freight. But it, it's an entirely different way of, of shipping. And it, it, it's fairly expensive if you're doing a single 4-foot by 8-foot. But you start to do a couple of them at once, freight starts to become fairly reasonable on the shipping. Yeah. Wow, that's pretty impressive. So, so how's uh, how's business been during this uh, rather unique year? You know, with everybody staying at home, any more, any uptick in business or? No, the vast majority of our business, and I think most metal printers, or at least most print, probably most printers, generally speaking, is from shows. People going out to shows, people going out to galleries. Um, it's the larger customers that are, are ordering a hundred prints in a year or a thousand prints in a year. We don't get tons of business from from single people or you're from a from a non-professional that is just decorating their house we get a fair amount of it but it's not anywhere near comparable to the professionals that are out there in galleries and in shows selling their work so we've certainly seen a, a downtick in business but it, it hasn't been horrible i, I mean we're, we're lucky to be you know to keep, keep the lights on uh we're, we're doing well in that, that capacity we're still paying our workers we're still um, taking away somewhat of a paycheck ourselves. So we're, we're keeping the lights on at, at home and at the business, which is great. Um, for 2020, we certainly couldn't complain. But yeah, a lot of our business has fallen off the map. Uh, one of the biggest ones is Hawaii. Uh, Hawaii was all, was really suffering. A lot of our business was coming from Maui. I would say about 10% of our overall business was actually coming from Maui. And the about a year ago, the banyan tree, which was the largest way that a lot of these people were selling, uh, closed down for, I think, political reasons. And so Hawaii was already kind of on a decline uh, as of about a year ago. And then COVID hit in you know March, and it really fell off the map with Hawaii business. Wow. Yeah. Wow. But, but there's been a couple of galleries that have really done extremely well. Um, it almost seems like COVID doesn't exist in certain areas. Um, but we have a couple of galleries that have done extremely well, and it really kept us going during this time. So that that parts we're we're very grateful for that. <laughs> wow, that that's a, interesting. You know, it, it seems like anything that is uh, being used in the home. I I know that I went to buy a part for a pizza oven that I have, and you can't even get those things. Everything's back ordered because yeah, you know, people are yeah. home. And, yeah, and another big one. A lot of people don't think about is weights, um, but weights and gym equipment is everything's back ordered because all the gyms are closed. So everyone's trying to beef up their their home gym or create their own home gym. That is something that those of you who know me know that I will not be needing. <laughs> 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 Anyhow, so Josh, um, any, what's new? I know you have some new frames. And uh, tell, tell us, I think you were on here early, very early in 20. 20 january 2020 yeah yeah so could you bring us up to date on anything that's new you know recently post 2020 uh, january 2020 
Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I would say the biggest thing with the metal prints right now that's new, and we're still getting we're still getting um, interesting feedback. Some customers are really loving this, and some customers are telling us right away this is not something they're interested in. But it's it's a new finish. Uh, it, it comes from it comes from, from Universal. It's part of the Chromalux line. It's their textured metal, uh, so it's textured aluminum. It kind of has a similar look to canvas, which for me is quite a turnoff. Um, for me, the metal prints are my, a whole lot better than canvas or paper, and I'm not sure why they're trying to mimic the canvas. But the, the part part of what they're doing, part of the reason they're doing that is the metal prints, especially with 2020 with COVID, everybody's so concerned about the cleanliness and sterilizing everything and making sure everything is clean. And that's one of the wonderful advantages of the metal prints is you can wash them with rubbing alcohol or just about anything you want. And so I think that Universal is moving in the direction of trying to capture that kind of soft canvas look while at the same time having it on the aluminum. Um, but we, like I said, we've gotten very mixed reviews on that. And my concern is that people will get this for the first time and think, oh, this is what metal printing is. And that that's not something, it, for, for existing customers that know exactly what our finishes and what our product already looks like, I think that's great for us to send the textured samples out and that's what we're doing. We're getting feedback in that capacity. But I do fear that people that are new to metal will get a sample of this or see this and then be instantly turned off by metal prints forever. So there's that is that is the biggest, I would say, the newest thing that's on the horizon that we're going to be offering. Um, but I, I have, we have gotten very very mixed uh, reviews on that, and then we're very mixed here about whether or not we even ultimately want to offer it. Um, but that's that's the, the I would say the newest thing that we that we're doing um, with 2020. I will say we are also doing just about whatever we can to get business. So one of the new things is if you have a, um, an image and you need a, a, a sky dropped into it or you need us to to superimpose this onto a wall. Oh. Or- <laughs> Easy, John. Easy. <laughs> Easy. No, keep going, Josh. Sorry. <laughs> oh, no worries. I was just saying, that, you know, we're doing, we're doing what we can to get people enticed into buying the prints. And so that's – Certainly something a little newer for us is, is is doing anything we can. Like I said, we've been superimposing a lot of images into walls to kind of show people how things would look. And uh, that's something something we've certainly gotten into, especially with 2000. How do you do that? Uh, in Photoshop, you just take the image and then you can copy the image and then you drop it into the wall. It's, it's quite a bit more difficult if the wall is angled, but it's still very easy to do. Um, and then you drop a shadow around it. And there's, there's a couple of things you can do to make it look a little bit more natural. But you do a drop shadow and you put it into the wall, and it, it, it usually fairly simple, fairly easy to do, and it really gives customers a good sense of the size, how it's going to look on their wall, how it's going to, the colors are going to blend with what they're doing, and and that that seems to work out pretty good. So, do you want them to send you a picture of their wall? Yeah. So we 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 have customers that have done that. I actually had one that was really really interesting. It was a guy that had a brick wall, and he had a hole in his brick wall, and he decided to cover the hole with a metal print that fit the brick. But in order for us to match the coloration of the brick, we had to send him a sample. He then put the sample on the brick. He took a picture of it. And then I was able to match the colors based on, on, on what he saw. And then we sent him the print and the, the bricks uh, on the print matched the rest of the bricks on his wall. Um, but yes, yeah, stuff like that is a little different for us in 2020, but uh, we're you know happy to do it to get a little, little business here. <laughs> yeah, that's what Josh just said is, is how he deals with things when he's up against a brick wall. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. But those of you who know me knew that was coming. Oh, That's yeah. 
you, you know what is interesting? So, folks out there, if you don't know about Magnachrome and their frames, they do uh, some amazing aluminum frames around their metal prints. And, you know, Josh, what, what really got me sort of chuckling to myself was uh, when we were printing and framing paper, I was lamenting, you know, how what a pain in the ass framing was and how expensive it was. And then, you know, <laughs> along come metal prints. And yeah. yay, I don't have to frame anymore, which is great. And yep. now frames coming back with metal prints. And, uh, <laughs> you know, the hassle isn't there. The cost is, uh, is um, there's a cost with it. But the impact of framing your metal print, um, it just adds this finish to it. And so what, what kind of percentage of, you know, are you, is there a percentage between framed and unframed or anything interesting around that? Yeah, I would still say the vast majority of what we do is unframed. Uh, again, people are really looking at saving on the cost. And depending on what kind of frame you're using, a lot of the times the hanger makes a whole lot more sense. For instance, we're doing an 8-inch by 10-inch print with a hanger for something like $20. If you were to put a frame on that, you're looking at $70, $80. So you're looking at three times as much for the frame as the print, which doesn't make a whole lot of sense. But then you get into something like 40 by 60, for instance, and that with a, a hanger is going to be you know, 600 bucks with a frame is going to be 700 bucks. So you get to a certain size and it really makes a huge difference. A lot of what we do is in the smaller range. A lot of what we do is eight by tens, eight by 12s, 20, uh, 12 by 18, 20 by 30. And for those size ranges, the hanger really does probably make a lot of sense. Uh, I would say that's the vast majority of what we do. Well, we have a, an intermediate option called the gallery mount, which is really kind of the best of both worlds. You really get the price point of a hanger but you also get a nice silver frame on the back. It's recessed. It's not quite as elegant as a lot of our other frames. And if you're looking for the overall framed look, it certainly doesn't doesn't satisfy that. Where you put it up on a wall and has a frame around it, it's, it's just a recessed frame. But uh, a lot of people are really liking that one. I would say about 20% of what we do is with that gallery mount. Another 40 to 50% is with hangers. And then I would say the the, the remainder, 20 to 30%, is, is with the uh, the frame pieces, the aluminum and the wood. Doing very few, very little wood at this point, mostly the aluminum frames, but we're, we're getting more and more into the wood as well. Wow. So, th you know, this is, um, it's really, when you can hear all of this, folks, it really, um, to me, says that you're better off dealing with Magnachrome or, or, or a producer that can give you the personalized service that you just aren't going to get in the competitive uh, competitive folks that are around. And some of them are actually doing some good work. But, you know, being able to talk to the people is really important. Um, Josh, yeah. talk to us finally about um, what we were talking about before. Uh, one specific question that i get all the time is about enlarging prints yeah. so mm -hmm. the customer doesn't have software that will properly enlarge your print to say a you know a, a 30 by 40 inch print typically mm -hmm. a you know the the tiff file when they're done is somewhere i don't know probably uh maybe uh 15 16 by 24 inches something like that um they send that to you. It's very important, folks, that you know this because you can't just go to Lightroom or just plain Photoshop and take that size print and 
put in, uh, you know, 30 by 40 and expect it to look right. Josh, walk us through your process. So when we get an image, the first thing that we look for is resolution, like you were talking about. The resolution is something there's no exchange for. There's really not a whole lot. There is there is stuff you can do for sure, but um, it, depending on what kind of resolution you have, there's 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 very limited stuff you can do. So the first thing is the resolution, and you can tell pretty quickly if this is their full resolution file or not. One of the biggest problems nowadays is not that there is not a full resolution file that exists out in the world somewhere. It's that people are so geared for social media that a lot of the export settings with Lightroom or with whatever program they're using are really geared for their social media, for their Facebook or for their Twitter. And the files that we get a lot of the times are very, very small versions. A lot of the times it's not, it's us going back to the customer saying, we really think there's a higher resolution version of this. To be honest with you, if you took this photo 15 years ago with a phone, you'd have better resolution than what you have here. Um, so there's got to be a higher resolution version. So we're constantly trying to figure out and trying to get the highest resolution. Once we have the highest resolution version, the first thing that we do is look for eliminating noise. Uh, I think I, I referenced earlier the sharpening and how, how sharpening can be very important, but it's not as important as a lot of the other things involved in enlarging a photo. And I would actually say, generally speaking, and this isn't true, it depends on the photo, it depends on the subject matter. Generally speaking, I would say more important um, then that is actually removing noise or pixelation because when you go ahead and enlarge it, then the, the, the pixelation, the noise, that can really jump out at you. When you start to go large, things that you never would have thought looking at your screen are going to pop right out at you, and noise is one of those huge things. So we, we remove a lot of the noise. We try to sharpen certain areas as best we can. We use isolation. So if you do global adjustments, a lot of the times you're going to run into huge issues. That's one of the biggest mistakes I would say that people make, generally speaking, when they're working with photos, is they make only global adjustments. And, and the real magic comes when you are isolating and taking parts of the image and then combining it back. So, for instance, you have an image with a really nice foreground, and you want maybe want to sharpen the foreground, but then you have the sky that has a ton of noise. So you essentially want to do the opposite to the foreground as you would do to the sky. With the sky, you want to do some kind of a blur or a noise removal, and then with the foreground, you want to sharpen it. Uh, if you were to sharpen the noise in the sky, you're gonna you're gonna come away with with really really gross noise and a really gross sky. And if you do vice versa with the foreground, you're gonna come out with a blurry foreground. So if you can kind of isolate those areas, a lot of the times the foreground in the sky, but sometimes it's the the person and the background or whatever it is. You isolate those areas and you do everything you can to enhance those areas. And then you then the final step, of course, is the enlargement. And a lot of the times what we'll do, and this is where it's very difficult to figure, it's, it's a very subjective thing. And people that are not familiar with printing, generally speaking, don't understand that. Um, they they kind of think, well, what, is the, what do you think? Can it go up to 50 inches? Or what, the biggest question that we get that can be very difficult to answer is, what is the biggest my photo can go? What is the largest size I can get to? And that depends on a, on a variety of, of variables, unfortunately, and it's hard to figure. So a lot of the times what we'll do is we'll do all the things that I just described. We'll remove the noise. We'll sharpen certain areas. We'll try to pop the contrast in certain areas. We'll combine that all together, and then we'll go into our enlarging software, enlarge the photo. And then a lot of the times we'll actually stand back four or five feet or three or four feet. A lot of times we ask the customer, too, what is the viewing distance on this? Uh, the classic one that you're, that you're really excited about when they say is, you know, it's above a, a mantle, above a fireplace you know, we're going to be eight feet away when we're viewing this thing. Um, but until you get into the customer's head a little bit, a lot of the times it's difficult to figure resolution. But we'll actually have probably five or six people with, with photos that are questionable look at the image and go, what do you think? Do you think this looks good? Does this look clear? Um, because it is a very sub subjective thing figuring out that resolution. And once we figure that out, it's a, 
everything else is, is, is pretty easy from there. And, and you use uh, some software to do that. Yes. And, uh, you know, we talked about this. Why don't you tell the folks kind of what we were talking about before? I think I, I found it very interesting. Oh, with the enlarging? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so for many, many years, I have always, every single year, I have done a test of various programs. One of the beautiful things is most programs will let you try it out for 30 days free rather than me purchasing all these programs. So every year for the last 10 or so years, I have downloaded the top at least 10 enlarging software that I could find. And then I've taken anywhere from 10 to 15 images and I've enlarged them using various settings with these various programs. And then I will take them into Photoshop and then layer them. And so you can actually see what it's doing. Um, and for many, many years, Perfect Resigns really was the one that won out. It beat, it beat the other programs by a solid margin, especially with certain images. Uh, it was originally Genuine Fractals. It's the on-one suite. And then they changed the name to Perfect Resize, I think because people probably didn't know exactly what fractals meant. And uh, we, we've been using that up until this year. This is the first year where Photoshop, the newest version on cloud, it's Photoshop Preserve Details 2.0 when you're enlarging. To me, that seemed to do the best job. I, I did it over 10 images. I used various settings with different programs, and that uh, the Photoshop for the first time was the one that beat out most everything else. Um, now, there were some programs that for certain images it did a little bit better, but a lot of those programs for certain images would interject uh, really weird things. I had an image of a wave, and it in ended up interjecting a bunch of um, kind of grid lines almost throughout. And if you weren't really, really careful in looking at the image, you, you would have printed it large and realized you had to reprint it. Um, so I, I've stuck for the most part with Photoshop Preserve Details 2.0, and it really does the best job of all the other programs. But every once in a while, there's an image that I know another program will do better with, and I will try it with that program if we have a questionable image in terms of enlarging. But for the most part, Preserve Details Photoshop 2.0 on their cloud is really the best program for enlarging. That's fantastic. I think, you know, the, the lesson from all of this conversation, too, for me is, you know what, just send... Just send your image to Josh. He'll take care of all the enlarging. You don't need to worry about anything, and you'll be good to go. So, you know, if you don't want to develop that skill and that knowledge, um, you know, send it to the experts who already know this stuff and let them do the work for you. Yeah, I much prefer that, generally speaking. I get a lot of people that are trying to enlarge their own photos or they try to sharpen certain areas, and you can get really wonky results. Uh, my, my preference is to send me the image. If you have color edits that you've made, certainly send it to me with the color edits, but it, don't try to enlarge it. Don't try to eliminate the noise. Don't try to do, we, we can definitely do all that stuff here, and you know, we, we have programs that do a great job of it. Yeah, unless you know what you're doing, let the, let the professionals handle that. So, Josh, anything, any final words you want to pass on to anybody about MagnaChrome? Anything upcoming? You know, I think the, the biggest things that we're doing is, like I said, the textured metal. I think that's going to be going to be large. Um, in terms of what we're doing, we're we're pretty much doing whatever people are asking at this point. <laughs> uh, like I said, business is actually going pretty good for us 2020-wise compared to a lot of people, but it's certainly a little slow, and uh, we're, we're you know prepared to do whatever we have to to um, to get people over to us and get, get people going and excited about the metal prints. Um, but yeah, it, for, for new stuff this year, the textured metal is big. And um, the, oh, the other thing too is I would like to offer a discount to anybody viewing this as well. Um, we'll uh, it's going to be a one-time discount. It's going to be um, uh, 20% off of your first order. Wow. And, yeah, and the coupon code for that 
it, it's just it's just on the first order. So after that, that 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 code will be eliminated for any given customer. But for for any customer on the first time usage, it's going to be twenty percent off. And that code is going to is uh, twenty, and then gram G R A H A M, and you just enter that at the checkout, and it'll give you twenty percent off your first order. Wow! Thank Man, you, Josh. I, that's amazing. That's amazing as well. Oh yeah, absolutely. Oh, I appreciate being on here with you guys. This is great. <laughs> this is a lot of fun. Yeah, I need to send you some prints. <laughs> <laughs> Likewise. <laughs> Anyhow, no, Josh, it's, it's always a pleasure. And, you know, uh, it's uh, coming up uh, toward Christmas. So I'm going to warn everybody, you know, COVID's going to make it worse. But I guarantee you from now till January uh, 1 or at least after December 25th, you're going to be working probably seven days a week. That sounds wonderful. <laughs> so please, folks, don't wait till December 23rd and one of your Christmas present under the tree. It ain't going to happen. <laughs> so, um, you know, as soon as you can get your stuff into Magna Chrome, and it's obviously Magna, M-A-G-N-A-C-H-R-O-M-E.com. And uh, if you do, call Josh. Tell him you heard it here on We Talk Photo. Uh, John, anything I left out? No, sir. I think we're good to go. Well, that's a, that's great. Josh, again, thank you for your time. I know you probably want to get back. Why, why are your hands so clean? Are you are you not working today? Are you... <laughs> uh, no, I'm at the office working. I was able to um, figure out this hour, though, off. So well, thank else... you. Yeah. <laughs> and, and one of these days, you know, I, I can't wait to get down and see you guys and uh, – and and please give our best to everybody and uh, we'll have you on again maybe right after the first of the year again and i bet you'll have some new things to tell us i'm sure that i will that sounds fantastic terrific all right everybody john you want to do the exit uh announcements sure might as well as usual if you guys want to get a hold of us you can send us an email at we talk photo at gmail.com let us know if you want to hear anything different um you know, if you're listening listening to us uh, through any of the services, don't forget to like, subscribe, all that kind of good stuff. It helps our ratings. And finally, show notes are available on wetalkphoto.com. And I'll post a link to Magnachrome's website. I'll post information about the discount code if you forget what you heard. And so with that, we want to say thanks for listening. And Josh, thank you for being here again. And we'll talk to you all later. That thanks, Josh. Thanks so much for having me on here.